industry. Are you ready so for you it? you think you want to be in the Let's music go. industry. Let's go. Exactly. It's about the groove. We're out here right now. Living it. Enjoying it. Strange when you go. What's up, guys? This is Noah Shake here with Funhouse Entertainment. You are listening to the very first episode of So You Want to Be in the Music Industry. I just want to thank you so much for being a part of this, listening to our very first episode. On today's episode, we have Stephen Cheney, who is an amazing graphic designer, photographer, director, technical director. This man does it all. So sit back, relax, enjoy this podcast. If you like what we got, rate us five stars. We appreciate that. Let's get into it. I told you earlier my intention with this podcast was uh, gaining knowledge, like, honestly, on, yeah. on, on the purest sense uh, of the journey, you know? And um, Like interviewing types of people and that kind of thing, or what? Yeah, just, like, gaining knowledge and finding new perspectives, you know? I have a new perspectives idea. That's a big thing, and I think that's important to kind of get what you're trying to look for. So... <laughs> How would you describe where you're at and how you influence? Like, what's your story? My story is... How'd you get up to here right now? Dang, you, like, you at, yeah. you started so, like, specific and then went so general. You're like, all right, you've influenced music in some way. And then you're like, what's your story? Like, you're like... How does that lead well, to, you like, know, that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel like it's, like, real because, you know, we, we don't exist in a vacuum. So, like, I feel like the, the story element of it kind of is the lens through which you, inter, you know, interact. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, I guess I, like, I knew I was good at art, like, the creative portion of things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really want to do this for a long time. Or, like, I want to make a career out of this. Um, but I can't just do the art portion of it. Because, like, I also don't want to have, I don't want to have to rely on people to, like, give me, like, big breaks or that kind of thing. So I'm going to figure out the business portion behind it. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I was pretty good at the business portion of it. And then I had all these friends that weren't good at it. Yeah. And so I was like... That, where do you think that disconnect come from? comes from? Because I hear it's pers- about that a lot. It's it's really just like... People are priorities and also the lifestyle they live and their, you know, intentions. Because some people are really... Some people are compelled like... All I know is how to make the blank. And like, all I know is that if I just make blank and I, you know... Can, can live off that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm living the life I want to and you know I have respect for that and I, I definitely can you know throw back to like you know I, I do photography and that stuff and you know I know I have like when I'm feeling like shit and mm-hmm. I don't know why it's because I haven't made anything in a while yeah and so it's that. like I have to you know I, I have that like compulsion to me yeah but I think that's that's where it begins and stops for some people you know it's like that's it but in you know I think for folks like us it's like you know, either that same drive or an appreciation of that drive, but also different portions of it, you know, like mixed with, it's the hybrid, you know, it's like, I'm not just here to make money because I appreciate and enjoy the thing that's being made money off of. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like somewhere in the middle. So what was the very first thing that you realized, like, I can do this service um, with that with that photography, and you use that yeah. to like leverage your way into it, and then you transform it into something bigger than that. Yeah. So basically, I started in photography. Um, in you know, what I, you're shooting um, in like 
Well, I, shows. Well, I mean, I yeah, portraits. I, mean, I I got my first. I was in a film photography class. Okay, in cool. that freshman year of high school. Oh yeah, same. Yeah. Feel that. Yeah, vibes. you know, I grew up in the dark meter. room. I would smell like fucking vinegar. Yep. Like and like you know chemicals all day long, and I loved it. And I had yeah. my squad, and we would chill in the dark room, and we'd like you know shoot the shit, and like you know like be proud of the stink of the of the dark room. And um, it's physical too. That's yeah, it's this whole thing, and it. yeah, you engage with it. Process. Yeah. I mean, it's so different to like you know, because I do like digital editing and stuff, and like I I got a lot of influence from like the the analog part of it, and so I can make yeah. some really cool stuff because mm-hmm. I really know how to use the the software to do these like very like basic but like true things to the photographs yeah. that like have a lot of impact to them, but like are like nuanced. But anyway, so. Um, yeah, I started shooting, like, friend shows, um, musicians, you know, I, my friend, I grew up on the same street as this guy named, uh, Kwaku Collins, who's now, uh, Closed Sessions, he's, like, you know, doing his thing, it's great to see him, like, yes. you know, thrive and, and, like, really blossom into you know, something larger. Is he into acting now? I wouldn't be surprised, he's got, he's just one of those people that, like, you know, has really, got, yeah. you know what I mean? Let's do it up. But so, yeah, I, you know, I, I would shoot shows that, like, you know, like, local stuff and that kind of thing, and, um... That turned okay, in. so it started like very locally when you were in high school. It literally, it, that. I was just the kid who had a camera. I guess like, you okay. You know, that, yeah. was, that was that was that was you know, I have to do this thing because, like, at, at the time, like, you know, I, generally, like, m- my nature is I, I watch, like, I yeah, I like listen and I watch, so I yeah. like I'd be on the side a lot, you know, yeah. Just, and I had my camera and I could see the world through, like, you know, you know, excuse the pun, but like my own lens and like, you know, really play with what that means and like, you know, explore yeah. the things that I actually see. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. Um, and then that, you know, that kind of turned into, I, I started getting jobs off that. I started, mm-hmm. I was, I got hired, um, at the local photography studio that did, um, all like the school photos. Yeah. I was like the youngest employee, Yeah. you know, like I, I studied with this woman who'd been there for like a decade or like had been with the, you know, she was doing weddings and everything. Um, and so, you know, I did that. I did graphic design too. Um, I won like a couple like, like high school awards for like graphic design and mm-hmm. like would do posters and whatnot. And then, um, I, the real turning point was I took a year off between high school and college to gotcha. go, um, I taught photography in Nicaragua, photography Oh, English. that's really cool. Um, well, where'd that come about? Like, why? English. What, what sparked, <laughs> what sparked that in you to like, let's go do this? What does that mean for me? I just me? knew I, I couldn't like just go to college. Okay. I was like, I need a, I need a break. You know, yeah. like senior year, I made a point of like, you know, I, grades were secondary at best and i yeah. really just wanted to meet a whole bunch of different people and so i i had this life that w- really existed mostly outside of school uh-huh. yeah and it was just I like it's just like i'm you know i know what life is yeah. or I, I i'm getting i'm getting to know it i've, I've gotten a glimpse of it because i really didn't who knows what life is in senior high school you know yeah. even though we're supposed mm-hmm. to make all these life decisions but that's beside the point yeah 18 years old like you th- no you way. you yeah I mean you you're both terrified and so sure of yourself you know yeah but it's like I was hungry like yeah. coming out of high school I was like I get to move yeah like, do that whole thing and I feel you with that it's like a double life you know you're playing two lives at once where it's yeah. like yeah I'm doing this in in college and even like in high school yeah and like you're living this life to satisfy someone else's needs and it's like totally different when you start living. Like for, for yourself. yourself, yeah, it's crazy, yeah, and you're about to motherfucking experience that. that point, Noah. And one more semester. Um, Were you about to graduate? Columbia, yeah, next semester. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll so see. Close. So close, <laughs> so close, but so <laughs> far away. 
<laughs> It'll be good though. Yeah. Let me just good way to close it out. Yeah. Well, so uh, went to Nicaragua. Yeah. Had a chance to be out of my own context, which is huge. Like you know, you talk about perspective. Nothing gives you perspective like traveling. What was your perspective in that when you first like arrived? Because I'm saying Evanston area, one of the suburbs of yeah. Chicago, north suburbs. Yeah. How? What was your biggest takeaway from the reflection right off the bat? That like when you realize, oh shit, I'm not in. Well, yeah. So I got there. I speak Spanish. I've spoken Spanish since kindergarten. Cool. Um, and it's always it's been a weird. Th- I'm mixed, and I speak Spanish. Yeah. So it's just like I've never really, I've never re- like I don't fit in in any of these groups. Yeah. Um, and so like you know it was, Evanston was like interesting experience. I was fortunate that everyone was so diverse, and I could find you know mm-hmm. I, I could hang out with whoever I wanted to from whatever background you know I had, I had friends that, you know like ended up getting like arrested because they were sleeping on the train yeah i mean but i also had friends who had private jets and picassos in their like their house and so like i i saw the gamut of yeah back and forth wow and that was what that that was the the hunger you know like you know the the thing was we i i ended up chilling with like at the smoke spot house so like you know it was me and three other dudes and one of their house had like the smoke spot garage yeah and so we'd post up there and then people would come in and out all year long and it'd be, I'd see people twice maybe maybe they'd come back three times yeah but every night was like a new group of people and like so I really got this like you know like oh my god there's so many people out here like you know so I really got sucked into that yeah um in a good yeah. way or a bad way I mean you know mixed you know like high school is is so ripe with opportunity both good and bad and so like you know I got in some trouble but I also stayed out of a lot of trouble mm-hmm. um but like it really it, it it primed me to be looking for people instead of like you know achievements you know because uh so i went to nicaragua and yeah. my my experience when i got there you know i speak spanish so i mentioned that but yeah. uh, i got there and every spanish is different and you know i'd been slacking on my spanish the later years and i got there and i just felt like a fucking idiot you know <laughs> i'd have to repeat things i'd have to like you know my yeah. pronunciation especially in like the Spanish there was like, you know, cause I'd been to Spain. Um, and so I was using this like Spanish accent and people were like looking at me super weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just was like, I was humbled instantly. I came here in the first two weeks. I was like, wow, I don't know anything. Uh, what am I doing? Fortunately, I never like questioned why I was there. Yeah. I, I guess I just didn't think about it. Um, but yeah, first I was humbled. Um, and then throughout the process, I was there for a little under a year, like eight months. Um, and you know, just kind of by myself I had I had like a Japanese roommate and a French roommate and at one point I had like a Cuban roommate um who lived in Florida and he was and you know I just got to know these people and yeah but more importantly I got to know the people like you know in the city like the little town I was in I was on top of a mountain you know like the highest point above sea level in the country tiny little town mm-hmm you know, like dirt road kind of deal. Like, you know, I ended up like having a dog with me that would follow me everywhere. <laughs> oh, shouts out to Cora. Just like came out of blue, like, hey, it's my companion. She now. was she was a neighbor's dog. And yeah. I just was, I was just, because dogs are very different there too. This is a kind of tangent, but dogs are, dogs are like animals. Yeah. You know, and so um, they, they would live outside and, you know, there was dog politics. You would hear it at night. They'd be like, you know, groups of dogs like <laughs> standing off. Yo, get off my turf. No, but seriously, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> really? when the people were gone, it yeah. was the dog's land. And it yeah. was dog, you know, no dogs shit. fighting okay. with each other at night. And then you woke up to the, the rooster in the backyard. <laughs> so it was, it was a whole nine. And the avocado was falling off the tree on your tin roof and waking you up and all this shit. 
Um, but uh, that sounds really badass. I I met all these wow. people that are like you know were super driven and like you know like wanted to be arts and stuff. Yeah. And I just realized like they didn't have the opportunity I had. And so what I came away with that, and at, at first I was like, oh, I shouldn't have this opportunity. I was guilt, felt, felt guilty, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, that I have like this privilege. But then I was like, okay, no. What I actually need to look at is I can't give these people the opportunity I have. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Mm-hmm. And I, it would be a disservice. If they were in my position, think of all the things they would do with the opportunities that I have. Yeah. And facts. so, you know, from, from really like I realized like it's, I shouldn't feel bad about it. I should feel obligated to do something with it. And I should do the people that don't have the opportunity, be them in Nicaragua, yeah. you know, in my, you know, down my block, whatever. But like, it was, it was on me to do something with the opportunities I had. And, you know, when I came down to it, I grew up in a creative community and like, you know, my friends were all creatives and stuff. And so that obligation kind of got put on the creative industries. And it's like, you know, I want to help okay. people that don't know how to do the things that I know how to do mm-hmm. by using that knowledge, that knowledge and opportunity. I want to help the people around me uh, kind of like to grow. And so it, you know, that, that helped me realize I want to do, I study in design management with minor photography. Yeah. And then it kind of just jumped from there. You know, I started hanging out with a lot more musicians in, in school mm-hmm. Um, and then you were I like, just what, like high school by this time, and you kind of found yourself. Well, that was yeah, that yeah. was in college at that point. Okay, so I did three years of college. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, shouts out to um, AP credits because I got to skip a year. Yeah. All right, so media, and we we were like, all right, we're an events company. Like yeah. just generally speaking, there are a lot Currently. of sh- yeah, there's a lot of things that you can branch under events with like production or mm-hmm. marketing or whatever. But, like, taking that extra step and I feel like building the foundation of, like, the media and the culture and message behind something is, like, something I feel like that needs to be expanded upon by us as, like, uh, a thing that we just need to bring to the world. You know, like, what you were talking about earlier with, like, just your knowledge and helping your friends and helping people around you. And our friend Nina, shout out Nina, also does the same. And it's like, I feel like if you can make that combination and all like grow together, like you were saying too, where it's like you're partnering with these different brands or people are like buying ads for your like content and you're getting paid like passively from that. You know, I feel like there are so many avenues that, like people don't always explore and they're like, all right, like we're just going to book a show. And it's like becomes so much more than just the idea of just booking a show because that's what it was. You know, at first it was like, it's just taking a picture. It was just playing that show. It's just rehearsing for that Mm -hmm. one show. And now it's like so much more with the business of it where it's like, all right, like I still love playing. I still love shooting, like whatever it is. And now it's like, how do you make that like experience like reality and like digital all at the same time with being in media? So you're, what it sounds like to me is, you know, I studied, I did this like, this, uh, I don't know. It was like a study with this geologist in Northwestern. Okay. And so the way you study geology or like rocks, right, is you take a super thin cross section of it, so so thin that you can shine light through it, mm-hmm. and you look at you shine a light from the back of it, mm-hmm. and you get all these different colors. You know the refraction of the light, 
And by knowing how different minerals refract the light, you can tell what's in it. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're, you're doing this like backwards work. So it almost sounds like you're trying to figure out how to bring the white light that's already being shown on things and figure out how to refract it into all these different colors. So like and the one, patterns of refractions make... So, you know, like, you're, you're using this one input, this okay, one stimulus okay. to, like, make more things out of it. Is right. that, am I reading that correctly? It's, like, yeah. the idea of, yeah. you know, this, things exist in a single channel now, but how do we make that, you know, that's, that one input create all these different things? Yeah, and that's, like, a ba- basic foundation of communication, too, when sure. you think about it, too. Okay. You know, you have, you're talking about one input, and how many outputs do you have? Like, how many interpretation kind of things, or what? I mean, you could have different interpretations, but I meant more so as like channels. Okay. Like output mm-hmm. channels, you mm-hmm. know, like it's, you know, like last night, for example, was one output channel was like physically in the Virgin Hotel, you know, that we were DJing at. That's mm-hmm. one. Two is later on when the photos come, that's a different channel because it's Instagram. And it's like, it really stops at that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how how can those be other channels? How can we, yeah. Like, how can, can we it get be more like YouTube or like what is even like a fourth or a fifth? Like what would people be interested in? Like yeah. with that, you know what I mean? And it's like have has everyone explored that before? You know, like well, how many pieces of content could come out of this? Is last night, for example, how many pieces of content through different mediums could be made through that for that event? Like you have the I got you. I the got photos. You. And how can you spread that out and make money off all those? Okay, so there's... You're, doing, you're, do it. you're doing a DJ, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it just a dude spinning? Yeah, I was spinning last night with three other homies. Okay, so it's just it's just a DJ up there, right? Yeah. Fuck you got, DJs. You got, <laughs> you, got, you got music in person. Yeah. yeah. You got um, video. Mm-hmm. You got photo. I have this friend that's working on, worked on this project called... Uh, like light it up or something like that do you know that no what is so it? it's the idea that uh, a music venue can you know it, it's a content suggestion system so the idea so here so the dj shouts out you know what do y'all want to listen to and so there's you know you go into this app and you you know there, there's kind of options based yeah. off of color you okay. click on you click on a color and then you put your phone up and the dj can get inputs from all these people so then you're monetizing people's like like selections because then you yeah because then you can talk about okay what songs do you want to listen to but to- and then you can get just the color yeah I mean so you know you can get you can get audience input that way you know you can that's actual data you can use for future things um, you can of course like live stream it mm-hmm. you know you can broadcast it mm-hmm. but then you can also oh, I had a, I had a good one it was creative too. I mean, at a basic level, to keep you going, like, I mean, you could put the mix on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. I thought of I thought of live streaming, too, but... Oh, oh, this is, this is it. I like the idea of, like, remote remote user interface. So, like, you know, you're, say you're watching a live stream. Yeah. And Twitch, Twitch does a great job of this, where, you know, there's these live streamers that, like, when you donate or, like, you know, subscribe or something... Yeah. Something happens in stream, and not just like an animationary thing, but like you know, um, there's some video games where they'll they'll like you know get an item or something like that, and then they can use yeah. those items. So who is to say that we can't do that with you know you can't you can't Twitch music performances and everyone you know there's a user generated background where you know 
your you have options to add certain like overlays and so you have this kind of abstract mm. and maybe it's like like um mouse clicks and it's like you know you have this constellation of like mouse clicks and they're all being connected in the back and like you know you can actually interface with it live oh, or so you put in the digital world i see you're saying there's that. Okay. there's like art installations where you can but, change the color on you know on these like forms and stuff just by like you know what uh like the yeah the, okay. the fucking sears tower okay no, you know you can there's you change a, the colors there, of those yeah yeah there's okay, what you do that in a concert hall like an arena that's what i'm saying let's say you they the people physically there had some type of device and the people and the internet could control how the room with that. Well, think think you're where are you going where are you going again tonight or tomorrow night? Dead mouse. Dead mouse. Okay, yes. think think you're at a dead mouse concert. Mm-hmm. And the lights are you know you're, they're timed to the music, right? Mm-hmm. But you're controlling the the audience is controlling the color, and so maybe the digital audience. You know, like maybe for every twenty people, there's one light that's coordinated to it, and so they're fading it to the music. Mm-hmm. And every time it fades up, it's like you know a different smattering of colors. You know, like I think there's lots of options to get people like involved with it. How do you build that? Like that's a really cool concept, and like and it's up it's to really, like, the, the event producers. They have yeah. to be. This is all concepts, but it's up to like people like you to like okay, make that a reality. Yeah, and that's why making that reality is, like you said, you gotta do it right. You gotta do it once. Yeah, honestly, for like you know, for that it's not that hard because what you really have to do is you have to have a server that can handle that much traffic. Yes, you have to have an interface on the phone that like makes sense to people to use it, and mm-hmm. then you just have to have a software that takes in a bunch of inputs, averages out a few of them, and then feeds them to, you know, specific points. I mean, it's really not, because it's nothing nothing difficult about, the like, the lights themselves. You know, mm-hmm. you, you set up a couple lights around the, yeah. you know, maybe they're actually on, on, on stage, so you don't actually have to string them up in the whole arena. Yeah. So maybe they're, like, the background. But, I mean, it's really not that hard. It's just a matter of, like, you'd have to have a server that can, like, and Hold then if you want to... You know, then you talk about, okay, so what's the server speed? You know, like, are we talking, is there a delay? Is it like people putting inputs and it's like, you know, they see it in a few seconds? Mm-hmm. Is it instant? I mean, mm-hmm. they're not going to know because they're like, you know, one of 100,000. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, it's really that kind of stuff. But not, nothing come into it. It's not too it. difficult. Yeah. Like, it's just a matter of like, you have to have an interface and you have to have a, like a substantial enough server and you have to have like a venue that wants to work with you. You know what I mean? Or a tour. And like package that up or tour, yeah, yeah. You could easily do that. I mean, like, I think that like would be fish, crazy. fish would be dope. They have a so they have such a monetization of their brand. It's crazy. Mm. The amount of people like play into it and like they their case study. Have you listened to um, Long May They Run? No. It's a podcast only about fish and about like their brand. It's a great podcast. If y'all want to listen to something real yeah. quick, it's more narrative based, which I really enjoy. That's cool. But yeah, where are we going with that? I don't know. I feel like, you know, mm. you were talking about they monetize this brand of, you know, this music group. And I feel like, you know, Deadheads are a perfect example of that. Yeah, it's true. like, they, they didn't purposely monetize, but they brought a city with them. And some people hated it. It's because they roll up and they would just plop down this entire, <laughs> like, internal, com- like, you mm-hmm. know, like, economy. You know, it's like, I don't Fluxuation. know. I mean, isn't that all festivals? And sometimes, like, isn't that a no. gathering of culture? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So you guys have been using this word a lot, culture. What does that mean? I think it means... We have been using that word a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. what does that mean? I feel like that's just the bigger picture of business. I feel like you could either be... Business could either be very physical and, like, transactional-based, 
or business could be a cultured base leading in a specific direction of where you see a community. So is it up to us to be as you know, entrepreneurs and yeah. business innovators? No, what, what does it mean to innovate? Does it mean to innovate for yourself? For me, I feel like it's innovating for yourself to then broadcast out to the world in your own way, with your own voice. Like, how would you broadcast out Funhouse, similar to, wait, isn't this broadcasting out Funhouse? Yeah, we're on the podcast right now, Meta. Shouts out to podcast. And so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and something like that, that's like the culture we bring, just kind of being us and people who we attach ourselves to, just by knowing the people that we know. Going back to like, it's always about who are the people you meet and how you experience with them. I mean, that's what culture is, though. Like, is I it think community? It's community? Are you talking about community or culture? Because cu- that reads as community to me. You but know? It's, like... it's almost like synonymous, though. Like, your community can be your culture and yeah. culture can be community, but it's like culture encompasses community as one element, but, like, culture, like, means, like, the way that you dress or, like, the people you hang out with, which is community, but, like, yeah. the music you listen to. Like, culture has become consuming, which is crazy. And, but it's, like, also, how do you, like, be relevant, you know? Like, also within culture. I mean, that's, that's like, that's another word. We don't need to go down Relevance? that rabbit hole. You want to talk about replay value next? <laughs> but how, how do you see, is there a difference between, in your mind, community versus culture? Or how is it, like? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, like community to me talks about people yeah um and i think culture really is like talks more about expression you know what i mean Mm. okay it's like you're saying okay for me it feels like you know you're you're affecting a community and within the community there's there's like a culture you know what i mean and like it's kind of a it's a byproduct of the acts within the community community, but like eyes okay i'm feeling you know for me like you know like in terms of like content and media and like all that like I, I kind of seek to enrich a community, you know, like mm-hmm. who am I talking to? Who's listening to it? And what yeah. can I do for them? You know what I mean? It's like, what, mm-hmm. what can I contribute to the community? And like, you know, inherently I get to buy in to, and like, you know, experience the culture that like comes from that. And I get to contribute on my own sense, but I feel like the job of a, like a brand, you know, like of a company is more to like influence a community and like, you know, inherently creates a culture. But I think it's really the members of community that create the culture and not necessarily the companies or like you know organizations that influence it so then where's that line because you're talking about how communities make cultures and corporations can't make cultures but no i think there's you know you can have like a corporate culture for sure but like i mean i mean in the sense of like culture like migos like they create culture with their music you can't i feel like it's inauthentic almost to be a corporation and create culture in that way not like work environment yeah i mean like a physical product of culture and then what does that mean for us as entrepreneurs because it's like well we're like a person but we're a corporation at the same time like in the eyes of the government like technically speaking so it's like where does that where is that line yeah, I just feel like it's like, you know, you talk about the Migos, and for me, that that's three people. You know, these three mm-hmm. people have a brand, but, like, they're engaging with the culture as themselves, whereas, you know, our, I think we kind of differ is that we're, we're engaging with the culture as, like, a group, like, 
a company. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think like Drew, you can engage with the community or the culture directly. Yeah. But Funhouse engages with the community. I just think you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because like although we might be equal in the eyes of the government, um, you know, I think our impact and our like responsibility is different as a company versus a person. Yeah. It's real shit. The bigger picture. So then how could, how do you see companies in a micro level of Chicago? Let's say yeah. people here in 2112. How okay. do you see them influencing their community very locally? Because I feel like a lot of people like look too big picture and yeah. have to focus on the little local shit right now and build that to start that community. So where do you think it's our place or businesses to communicate? Well, not communicate to like influence yeah influence the community and how do we help the community to Ooh, create culture well it's so different you know you really gotta understand i think it's need-based you know like yeah. i just did this project with the bond foundation and what they did what they were they're big on like like the process prior to even developing a plan because first you okay. have to figure out who you're trying to help concepting just like concepting the idea well yeah so you you come in you know they they urge you not even to like do too much concepting it's like what what kind of area do you want to affect what kind of people is like the project about okay uh, and then what you do is you ask those people what they need because a lot of times when we come into it you know especially like you know there's a whole insider outsider thing it's yeah. like a lot of times we're kind of approaching as an outsider you know what I mean? Because, like, you know, we look at, hey, I want to I wanna affect this. I want to, you know, help out blank. Yeah. And, like, sometimes it's, like, you know, very immediate. It's, like, you know, me and my friends, like, you know, I know what I know what we want. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, there's not too much interviewing to go on there because you know what you want. Yeah. But when you're talking about people, group people outside of yourself, it's, like, I think you really have to get, you have to operate off the feedback you get from the people you talk to and people you're actually trying to affect. So, I mean, in, in that sense, I think it, we the most effective, you know, change or, or assistance or what have you or support comes from just asking what people need, you know what I mean? And, like, respecting. And, like, you know, I might come in my my assumption and my expectation, but, mm-hmm. like, coming in with that expectation fluid and ready to be changed. So then how do you determine what your... Then what is the product that you give in that situation? She said, what's the background on this foundation? Like... So I just I just made uh, a digital resource to help people post incarceration find okay. employment. Yes. And so you know I came in it with you know I worked with a guy from Facebook and I worked with a guy from who helped define the metrics for like the like civilian policing mm-hmm. like, of the of the cops like the so they yeah. the cops like you know like we're not shooting people or like this is how you know we're we're trying not to fuck up scale you know what mm-hmm. I mean. This is the civilian watch of it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Or like the the metrics that the cops submit to. Oh, right? I get you. Okay. Um, and it was we we know we needed we wanted to do something yeah. around like, like, the penal system, mm-hmm. and like you know people post incarceration, but we didn't really know what. So mm-hmm. we went on. You know, we identified a whole bunch of organizations. You know, a whole bunch of calls and stuff. Yeah. And like for the first like three months, we just talked to people. We yeah. would just. You know, it was a lot of going into offices and a lot of, you know, hopping on the phone. Yeah. And just, like, getting a sense of what the people do, what they have been doing, what's worked for them, what hasn't, mm-hmm. what they need, what they don't need. Mm-hmm. And just, like, kind of talking to people first without a clear expectation on something. And then we group up and, like, figure out, okay, this is what we, 
it okay. seems like this need is repeating. Right. And yeah. this is, yeah, considering this is how they do what they do, this might be helpful. And so we made this digital resource that just, you know, the statistics are people are going to have 70% more success if they apply through a job like organization, like a support organization. Yeah. Because it turns out that all these organizations aren't just working in employment. They're, t they're talking about housing. They're talking about health. They're talking about emotional support. Mm -hmm. Talking about like soft skills, like communication, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so the resource helps people connect to organizations. And it also helps small businesses who have played with the idea of second chance hiring. Yeah. Figure out why they should do it. Yeah. What are yeah. the benefits to it. And then mm -hmm. also they can see directly businesses that have already done it. And what their HR departments say about it. Um, so it's like. It's one of those things where the most impact was from just making it easier, you know, like to educate on it. All like. these, yeah, all we did was we, all these things already existed. Yeah, job prep organizations, small businesses, and like people looking for jobs, and all they needed to do, all they need it. is just be able to search it. You a marketplace of it. Yeah, so we just put it all in one place, and then if you're any one of those three, like you know, like like you know, audience pass, you can yeah, you can go to page for you. You can go page for you, you can go yeah. page for you, and it can just, you know, you can get all the info in one spot. So just, like, putting it together and presenting it. And I feel like that's one of those things. It's like, you know, with the studio we're building, it, the idea is we're not trying to, like, we're not trying to do something crazy. It's mm -hmm. literally, it's, Drew, you've outgrown your, your home setup. That's it. Yeah. Now you have a spot where you can, you can bring everything that you're already doing to somewhere else. Like, you can come in with your, your buddies, you can, you know, set people up here, like, it's easily located, and then also, like, you've outgrown, you know, your studio, and you kind of want to, you know, like, you want to make an album cover, too. You don't know where to go. So we're just going to put it all in one place, and it's going to make it real easy to, for you to get it. Mm -hmm. Not because we're trying to sell something to you, yeah. but because the odds are, if you're looking for this, you're looking for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, like, yeah, I think it's all about just, like, communicating with, like, the people you're actually on effect and seeing what they actually need. So how how is the studio that you're making like how has a Johnny like helped you either like get there or like have this idea or like just working with artists in general not just like a Johnny how yeah. has that like affected your vision with like the studio and like what you're trying to accomplish with yeah. like helping artists you know So I mean our our big thing is like we want to connect people to a network you know it's like we want to we want to so you know Lauren, um, what's his last name? Lauren, no. You ever uh, attorney like entertainment attorney Lauren for Wells. yeah Lauren Wells. Lauren Wells. Lauren yeah. Wells. Shout out to Lauren Wells. Come your college. He's got to do the music. Fucking um, yeah, he's okay. awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, so he he like very starkly described, um, you know. So there's a lot of on ramps to the industry. If you if you if you think of Is that um, on ramps, yeah. So you okay, you, you think of that. you think of like the industry as like a highway, right? Yeah. yeah. All those people are you know cruising down it, you know, getting a claim as they go, and like there are certain on ramps, like like LA is a big on ramp, you know, straight onto the highway. Yeah. You know, like there's you know New York's an on ramp, that kind of thing. But then Chicago's one of those like those roads that like you see on the side of the highway that like goes the length of the highway, yeah. but never actually goes empties on the, the highway. Yes. I get what you're saying now. hundred percent. And so through that, I kind of realized, okay, well, if we're never going to get on the highway, let's at least make our road like dang 
You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, okay, if we're not trying to hook into this new thing, I guess we have to just make it ourselves. And like, you know, I yeah, feel like that. it's a very Chicago approach too. It's like this blue collar, like, you know, like, like it's our own thing. You yeah, I know? get that. Yeah, I resonate with that. Yeah. And so like, you know, okay. for that, it's like, I want to connect people to a network. All these people are out here doing cool stuff, but they're all looking out outward where they're never going to get it. And if they do get it, it's because they move out. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. It's like, I'd rather have people just, like, stop, take a minute, and then look at the people in the room with them. Okay. And then, like, actually make, you know, just try make to make something different. Yeah. Right there. Instead of dreaming of something out later on the road. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's like, it's it's going to go slower. You're going to look at your, your salary versus the salary of someone in, in L.A. Yeah. Or, like, you know, that has, like, you know, made it onto the on-ramp, and it's, you know, you're going to be, be get paid less. But, I mean, it's like, are you here because you want that salary, or are you here because you want to do that work? And it's like, you can do that work mm-hmm. and you can be the first ones doing that work and you can be, you know, you know, the big fish in the small, I don't know, pond or lake or bowl or whatever. But then can't you say that the side of the road can only be so big because of the highway or does at some point in time, it, I don't know, it like, goes the opposite way around? Because maybe it's, you know, Chicago is not where all the top artists are. Maybe it, Chicago has the best stuff coming out of it like you know maybe chicago is the hub for you know creative podcasts maybe chicago is you know the hub like the place to perform you know what i mean yeah like yeah all the people that are getting that streaming money are out in la or whatever yeah. but maybe chicago is the spot where people will actually show up to your shows you know what i mean and like you I know you. Yeah, that makes sense yeah who knows what i feel like what that is i feel like yeah it just like i think it's people are afraid to like look the reality in his face and say like despite this i want to you know i want to do it anyway and see what happens i don't know so it's more like you're saying they don't look at straight up like right there they're more around it instead of dealing with what, what's well right i feel now. like i feel like people are like oh chicago's coming up you know what i mean you know like i mean, I feel like, like everybody will says it, that ever will will not. That, but that's what i mean i feel like that's the trap people get into it's like Oh, like yeah, yeah. Chicago's been up, up and up. But that's yeah. like the mindset that like you're waiting for something. Exactly. To or is it because Chicago's is it. and like it's just Chicago. Exactly. It's like Chicago's always been coming up, and it's like you know if you're looking at it through that lens, if you're looking at it in comparison. But yeah. it's like okay, maybe not. Maybe we shouldn't keep comparing it to stuff and just like do stuff because we want to do stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's yeah. like like. My pursuit is to empower those around me and, like, you know, like, help creativity thrive or, you know, like, you know, use my resources in a way that's, like, beneficial to others. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily to do so like someone else has. Yeah. It's just because, like, I, this is what I know how to do. Yeah. And this is what I want to do. And, like, I'm going to, like, keep my head down and do it because I want to do it. You know? Versus, like, I... You know, you love the process of it more than the actual idea. Yeah, it's of like all these people are moving out to LA, and it's yeah. like you know, yeah, like you'll probably get like I don't know, you picked up by somebody and all this, but like you know, I have all these people coming from LA that live there, mm-hmm. people f- from Chicago that go there and come back, and it just like it it seems so one sided. It's like people go out there for their their career, but they don't go out them out there for themselves. Yeah, so you're you're saying that the, their intention isn't like really pure or like it's like well like pure or is it, is it purely spiritual like almost like what makes it like what the know. why i always say that it's spiritually because they it's they like go it's like mecca you know it's like i'm gonna go to the holy place and like have this yeah. this crazy and you need to experience at least go. 
At least go once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's all these people come back that have lived there, visited there, and they're all like, you know, people, it sucks. You know, it's like, people don't really care about who you are. Like, you know, you can make it and you can, ch- like, if if you make some money and, like, yeah. you're chilling with that, like, that's cool and you can stay out there and all that. But, like, I've just heard a lot of people that are, like, I'm, like, that don't feel fulfilled outside of yeah, the like, career. Their values and, like, where they value their, like, yeah. relationships across the board. So yeah. people from California just only want to chase the bread. Yeah. And that's the only thing they're going to, like, that's all they care about. Yeah. Well, you know, I heard this this concept of this um, sustainable activism um, okay. where you're doing the thing that you care about yeah. as, like, an act of activism. So it's like, you know, like, you're not out there protesting on the street all the time. No. Because that's, you're, you're going to get drained. You're going you're gonna to hate it after a while. You're going to get sunburned. You're going to get cold, whatever. But what you can do instead is you can, you know, you can teach or, you know, or you can, you know, be a bomb ass electrician. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, you know, in a way that you're, you're, you're driven from an internal, like, you know, place yeah. where it's like, I'm doing this because I like, you know, this gives me life as I do it. And yeah. like, use that energy that you get from doing something you to you enjoy to like contribute to something larger. So I, yeah. A little tangential, but I think it's it's really about finding like the passion and doing it because you enjoy it, mm-hmm. yeah. whatever that is. You know what I mean? Because that's if if you're motivated for like you know something larger and like a larger like sense of peace, yeah. I think it it's like finding the thing that's internal and like you know about yourself. What's that for Funhouse? Dude, you could have extrapolated so many things from that. <laughs> what do you? What was your question? What well, do I feel like this. this from that? The biggest thing about this is more of like a self-reflection of like how it, you interpret it and how you kind of yeah. put yourself into it, and it's very respectable. And I'm trying to figure out how I can, you know, come back into that and do a full circle to be. How do I contribute my part? Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. And where do you want to be known for contributing your part to that? Yeah. And especially today, just trying to figure out, because you only have so much time. There's so much shit in the world you you, you can do. It's fucking endless. We were talking about that. There's, sucks. It, there's fucking sucks. So much. That's if it doesn't end. To do. Always. <laughs> we're good for a little bit. There's so much money to be made little. across the board. But what's the one thing? It's like a two things. One or two things that you're known for and providing that for the bigger picture yeah. as your contribution for society yeah just down the road and that's the big big picture of like well it's like do you guys like you know is it i feel like creation in itself is a driving factor you know if it's like oh yeah if it's like i'm just here to like create shit out of like as much shit as i can out of one thing like that i feel like that's a i, I like, like how simple legitimate. that is but like that's very broad just to create yeah, but I feel yeah. What what's your what's your title now? When you style huh. yourself, what's your title and like, or does it depend Ooh, on who? That's a good question. Who? Well, it depends on what well, I have to. So you know, I'm you know, I got my marketing on all the time because marketing is knowing people. That's all what marketing is. Okay, okay, I fuck with that. So basically, I come into a lens and I just try to figure out who I'm talking to is. You come into a lens. Yeah, so I'm I like looking, that when okay. I when I like I'll listen before yeah. I like really speak because what I want to do is I want to have as many steps up as possible mm-hmm. before I say anything. And so what I do is I listen to people and I figure out, like, based off their surrounding, it's like, if I'm in an event, it's like, okay, what kind of event am I at? Mm-hmm. You know, and then, like, it's like, okay, so this person, if they're coming here, they're looking for blank. Yeah. 
So I'm gonna just tell, you know, I'm not gonna just shotgun and tell people all the things I do. I'm gonna just tell them the things that they're looking for. Or I think they'll look for. Yeah. And then maybe a couple of things that like might have they haven't thought about. So like you know, like um I have this client, they're like a salon, right? Yeah. And they're looking for um for like just material design. But then I kinda learned that, you know, this woman's kinda been around. Yeah. And she has some cash. Yeah. And like she doesn't she's just kinda doing everything by herself. So then, you know, it's it's like, okay. So you're also if you're looking for materials, you're looking for what do you mean by materials? Explain materials. Like like um business cards and like you know menus like, and like that kind assets of stuff. like meat like like okay. physical printed out materials. You. I guess I haven't you. yeah. And so if you're looking for that, you're you're looking for branding. And if you're yeah. looking for branding, where else does your branding have to go? It's gonna have to go. You know you're gonna have to get your your spot like mm-hmm. renovated with colors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that probably also means that you don't you know you're gonna have to rebrand online. And then that opens up a whole another can of worms. It's like, okay, so what are you doing online? If you're talking about branding now and you want to sell, like you want to be more cohesive, then you're talking, you want to advertise. Yeah. And so it's just like figuring out what people are looking for and then just telling them, like exactly. laying out the smorgasbord How do you scale that things. though? What do you mean? You're right. There's so much opportunity in just that one salon to go out where. Yeah. But after some point in time, you're much, you're only good at, a certain things you can't be good yeah. at everything. So at what point do you say outsource what you don't know to oh, do more web development? S- but so then how do you scale that process up to do twelve different salons in the same month? Well, so this ACLU project, right? Yeah, it's an animation project. Oh um, shit! Okay, I, n- I don't know shit about animation. Yeah, but I do know how to. I know how to get a project done, okay. and I know how to see it through. Yeah. And I know as long as I find someone who does know how to do animation, I can give them specific parameters to operate it. And I, like, you know, they might be able to to do the whole project by themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know, like, based off me, I can do it really well. Like, I can get the project done and, like, the person, the clients can enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be able to tie it into other things that I do know how to do. Mm-hmm. So for this, I'm, I'm outsourcing, you know, I don't know how to voice act. Yeah. I don't know how to animate. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do sound. So... I give them a like a budget, mm-hmm. and it's like you know that uh, I I can do anything you want me to for enough money because if I can't do it, I can find someone who does. So if you give me a million dollars and you say I need a house built, mm-hmm. I can get you a house built. Yeah, because odds are there's someone that's gonna be willing to do it for fifty grand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just like I know I can. I know I'm resourceful enough to get a job done yeah. once yeah. and done right. Yeah. And so it's just like finding someone who has enough money to actually afford me figuring it out. To do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So how are you putting yourself in those situations, though, where you're trying to meet those people? Like, where did you meet the salon? Um, honestly, it's all been it's all been people. You know, like, uh, website for me is just really nice business card it's a it's the biggest business card i can possibly have where it's the just, website yeah 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 it just like tells all the info lays it out you can have this nice experience you know mm-hmm. like you know my business cards are like these like you know have i shown you them they're like probably a while ago. No, they're yeah, like show me. oh they're they're yeah i don't have them on me i thought about bringing them but they're like you know they're this kind of like semi-matte finish with like gold flake and shiny parts on it and it's like this really nice experience and, like, you know, it makes me seem legit. And, like, you know, that's what my website is, too. Yeah. But it's really just, like, 
I portray myself to people in a way that they can see opportunity. And like, you know, it's like a lot of friends will refer to me, refer stuff to me, clients will refer stuff. And so it's really just like, I do, I do a good job on the first thing you give me yeah. every time. Yeah. And because you've only ever seen me do a good job, you're, you're going to assume I'm always going to do a good job. Yeah. And like, you know, I am. Mm -hmm. So like you're anybody that only has enough money to do something once they're gonna, you know, you're gonna tell them who I am, that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. it's really just like, it's always delivering what you say, and yeah. that comes with and setting. only what you say, and then like I, the overpromise and the underpromise. The big thing I have to like make sure I balance that out. Well, it's like you know, I always expectations on it. Yeah, I need to set very clear expectations on what I can do well, so yes. I can only ever do things well. Okay, actually, I didn't talk about that. Okay, because say, say, say that again. Say that again. Rewind it. I only set expectations for things I can do well. Okay. So that yes. every time I do something, I do it well. And so I'll, in, in, in like client proposals, I'll line up what I won't do. Mm -hmm. And that's key. Because mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, I don't want to end up working on this project for so long. Yeah. But also sometimes it's like, I just don't know how to do this. Yeah. So like, you know, if, if they only have enough money for me to do it myself, I'm just going to tell them what I can't do. Yeah. But if they have enough money for me to find someone else, I'll tell them I can do whatever I want to or whatever they need. Yeah. And so it really just comes down to like balancing, like, you know, setting realistic expectations. And sometimes that comes... You're producing. Knowing yourself. So, yeah. Sometimes that comes Across for knowing the their budget. Sometimes yeah. it, you know, it comes with knowing who they are. Yeah. But it's really just about setting expectations because as, as long as you can set like mm -hmm. the right expectation yeah. and deliver that, yeah, you're going to look so good. Like even, you know, it's like biting the bullet and like being up front and it's like, I can't do that. Yeah, because true. Because down the road, they're not learning it after they've expected you to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You pay for what you don't know. Across the board. You pay for what you don't know. Give me an example. Photography. Cartography? No. Photography. Okay, okay. Like, I don't know how to do photography for a dimly lit oh, like, yeah, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So I'm going to pay to do it, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to, you know, do a dope-ass branding campaign, so I'm going to yeah. hire someone that does. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't exactly. know how to produce events, so let me hire real quick, yeah. broker that out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, if I don't have enough money to mm -hmm. get that person, I'm just going to tell you I don't know how to do it. So then you're producer of everything. No, that's what I'm saying is, like, this whole production thing, it's, yeah. it's the knowledge is, like transferable to the nth degree because it's just like it's just figuring out how to set real expectation and deliver the first time mm -hmm. delivering the first time and then outsourcing everything to yeah. the point where like how do you outsource to like four or five different places at the same time yeah because like dream goal like if you have like three different like shoots going at the same time making revenue streams off all that just because you know how to produce it and you spend expectations well you know what the you're scaling your system yeah I mean the hard part is like finding people that know how to do it and reliable people. That's the hardest thing. The reliability like, yeah. is... It, but, I mean, again, that all comes down to the right people. You know, it's like, yeah. do I know Do I know someone that's good enough to represent me? Like, if I say... That's that's my biggest thing right yeah. there for, like, both of us. What is representation? We're trying to figure out that is yeah. up to par. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, it's I was... I, I had some people over... You were at my birthday. Yeah. I had some people over at my birthday, and someone was saying some whack-ass shit at my party, and I was like... You're just meeting my new friend for the first time, and this is applicable in business, too. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, you're here at my party. You're here a part of my business. Yeah. And it's like, you're saying that shit reflects 
so badly on me yeah. and I'm like, dude, come on. Like you can't be saying like yeah, that just, dumb shit. Like don't come up, around man. like saying that. Yeah. And it's just and that's like, real. For and real. It sucks when you run into it because it happens a lot, you know, or like I feel like there are, there are more people that are going to make a fool of you than there's going to do. You Actually, practice. facts. You know, that's what's real life. You're right. Like How I'm glad you? I learned that early. I learned that in college. Like I tried to start so many things in college, yeah. and I would just like humiliated. in college or uh, in college. Yeah, yeah. Like, like within I, the college. Yeah, I was like the company I'm running now. I tried to start like three times at least. Okay. While I was in school, and like every time I. But you like, kept it in the facility of school, and like. No, no, no. It was you, like pretty much always outside of school. So you mentioned that. What what does that mean? Because I feel like a lot of kids, especially now in school at Columbia, at Loyola, DePaul, that want to get into music, they're more focused on producing it in the school system with like i you know what i mean about the school oh, system yeah. well you know like that that's one of the in associations yeah. stuff like that you know where did you see the advantage of doing it on your own while in still in school versus um versus the yeah in like, school yeah yeah no i mean i think it, it really comes down to like that you know i i got used to the outside i came into school not Knowing that I might be like taking classes, yeah. but like it was not my life. You know, I came into it, you Sweet. know, with with a life, and so it was like more like I'm. I need to export all this school shit into my life, and so I never really expected school to be my life. Uh-huh. And so like I always approached it as like I'm trying to milk whatever I can out of this institution and yeah. this experience, yeah, to contribute to this thing that I actually care about. Hmm. And, See, but you took that, that year to, like, actually be, like... Sit back and think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of people don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I... Fuck, like, I still don't think that I know what I want to do 100%. Oh, me neither. Like... Me neither. I just dove right into college. Yeah. But I'm still kind of like, uh... We're just going to figure it out, but, like... Honestly, yeah. The same. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting bored. <laughs> you know Why what I mean? Say that? I I don't what know. That, what does that mean to be bored? So I just had this friend. I just had this friend. Ooh, who, that's a good question. I like that one. I had this friend who, uh, she was actually an employer at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, I did an internship with her, who ran this like leather studio, made like luxury handbags by hand, went to Italy, studied it all oh, that. Yeah, that's right. Well. And then just one day recently, a couple months ago, she was just like, I want to be done, and she just closed it, and like just like. Just closed it down. And so I was, you know, um, she was put everything up for sale, like all her like raw goods and stuff. And I wanted some more leather. So I, you know, hit her up and I bought some leather off her. And and I met her at a studio and Mm -hmm. we were just talking. And I was like, yeah, man, like I'm kind of feeling the same. Like, like I think I, I think I want to do something different. Yeah. Mm. And she was like, oh, okay, we are similar then. You know, like she was like, we're the kind of people that don't like getting comfortable. And I was like, that's not me. I'm not that trope. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I don't know. There's, there, there's just like this rest, like restlessness in me. I get that. I feel that. That it's like, you know, I'm looking for the thing I want to do. And I'm, it might be a farce. Yeah. Because I might never find a thing that I actually want to do. But that keeps you hungry, though. It does. But it's also like, it's so, it's so weird. It's this weird feeling like in the pit of your, like your, your brain. And it's like, yeah. Eh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, sometimes I've just kind of learned to like, <laughs> just kind of ignore it and just do stuff. That's why it's like, yeah. I, okay. Sometimes okay. I just do it. I just do it because I know I can. And I, you know, 
It's yeah. Really like, it's already, I, I really don't have anything else to do right now, so I'm just going to do... <laughs> I'm going to do... So that's you being bored is you being like, yeah, I can already do this, so, like, why not? Exactly. So, like, you know, a part of... Like, that's how I'm always taking on new challenges. Like, yeah. you know, this this next month, I'm taking on so many new things at the same time. Yeah. It's because, you know, the past three months, you know, I've just gotten bored. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, like... It's mundane. I it's could, like, it's I not could, challenging. I could, I could recreate that? what... You know, I could recreate, you know, you know these certain projects that I've already done well. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, I don't want to do that. Because yeah. that's boring. Yeah. And like, you know, I could I could do it and do it well. But like, and like, you know, make some easy cash off it. But like, I'm not here for, I'm not here to make money. Like, I'm chilling. Like, I get, I make rent month to month. Mm-hmm. And like, I eat bomb food because I cook it all myself. So I'm like, not going to die. Yeah. And nice. so like, you know, I've got that layer of my like, what, um, Maslow yeah hierarchy hierarchy or whatever yeah so I just got that that one set and like all the top ones are kind of the same for me mm-hmm. and so just like I'll just do what I want you know like yeah for that that that's why like having my my motivation external helps a lot yeah because it's like I can always the motivation is external coming yeah, into you it's it's yeah. like that's why out. that's why doing stuff for other people is yeah really helpful yeah because I can always figure out something to do it's because people always need something. And so it's like, although I might not, you know, it's like if I were alone in the woods, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I don't know, I'll go for a walk or something, I guess. True. Like, yeah. You know, I guess I'll eat again or like, you know, like, but like if I have someone with me and they're like, oh man, like, you know, bears are out there. It's like, okay, cool. I get to make, you know, I'll make some walls or something that, you know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's I just like, need. it's easier to find my next project when like there's people with like actual needs. Do you yeah. feel like you, you said project a lot? Like you, you said projects. People say clients. I feel like a lot of like you don't have clients. You have people you meet, but they have individual pro like projects you help them with. Well, I feel like you know projects is one of those things that they projects can nestle inside of other projects, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like one of my big projects right now is like I'm I'm trying to figure out if I want to keep doing design at all. Really? Because what right. I want to do is I want to pitch, I want to pitch one big job. I want to pitch like a hundred thousand dollar job and get it and and see it to completion and then look back on it and see if I enjoyed that at all. Because for me, it's like that's this. If if I enjoy that, I'll just keep doing that and like you know, like see what happens. Yeah. But if I don't enjoy that, I'm just gonna ditch it and do something else. And so like for me, it's like I need to figure out. You know, I need to check this off the list. Do I want to do this or not? Mm-hmm. And the only way I can really figure that out is if I actually just do it. Mm-hmm. And so projects within that so you know I'm, I'm working you know I'm, I'm so okay cool so I'm getting my freelance thing down I'm seeing a whole project to, like through completion okay now I'm seeing a whole you know project with um, subcontracting through completion okay now I'm seeing you know this much more like that kind of thing yeah like, you know um, you know I'm just keep you know I'm, I'm working up and like you know the the grand scheme project is see if I want to do design and the, the bigger project is like see what I want to do period you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so like I think project is a good word for it because like you know like a project could also be like you know I'm framing some stuff for my mom at my house you yeah know? it's like that's a project too so I, I think it's it's just a more fluid term that I use for like to explain the things I do because I see them as like you know I see a lot of things that's like you know, set out. Yeah, I get you. There's, there's not too many, like, you know, long... I mean, like, the only thing that's indefinite I can't call a project is life, I guess. But I guess it is. 
yeah. because when you're dead, you're done with the project. The project. So I right guess it. everything's a project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a, that's pretty badass actually. I fuck with that. That's like that's a. Man, you really process that and make it happen. Really asking me about my whole life. No, but like I, I, I always like feel it. like I'm down with it. That's where for me I'm like much rather get to like down like yeah. what's the actual why behind something. Yeah, I can appreciate That's the that. most important thing out of like just the what to do and how you do it. Yeah. Like what you do and how is everyone's everyone has that. Yeah. But everyone has a different why and it always changes. Especially with like I was talking with you about that last night or was it this morning? Putting together like being comfortable is annoying. Cause you say being comfortable isn't knowing? Being is annoying. Com- is annoying, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being comfortable is annoying. I don't ever want to be... I feel like I thrive most when I'm, like, uncomfortable and, like, what, what is this? And I have to figure it out across the board. And, like, with project projects, you're never going to be stuck doing the same thing over and over again. Now, the $100,000 project, did you have an idea for this that you wanted to produce? Yeah, yeah. Well, so... so. And how would you sell that to someone and, like... How would they get like the monetary return on their investment? They're like, okay, go do it. Well, so okay, so I met this like person who like started her own thing, and then she she sent me this like RFP, this request for proposal, right? Yes. And it was like I saw it, and it was like it was like twenty five to like a hundred thousand, and I was like, I want to do that. I was like, I. I bet you, I was like, I bet you I could do that well. You know, like, I looked at their need. Mm-hmm. I looked up what they actually needed and stuff. Um, the real the real thing, it just came down, I didn't have the right people. It was just, like, straight what up, What did like, you need? I needed, I needed people that knew how to do it. What was it, if you want me to ask it? Was like, it was, like, a like web... service providing. So, it was for the Allied Media Conference. And mm-hmm. So, they wanted a structure to support this entire, entire conference, like, on their interface. Mm-hmm. So you could find like meetings and all that and like events and all that kind of stuff and like have branding and all that. So I needed web web folks. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I talked to a friend of mine who was really good at it. And, you know, he explained like the systems behind it. And like, so I was trying to, I was trying to pitch him to like, you know, get it on, like get on, yeah. get on it with me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But he just wasn't, you know, he was doing his own thing. He was having, you know, he was starting to tr- trying to start a company and that kind of went down the toilet and all this. I got you. Um, then so it just like it was just like one of those things where it was like i bet you i could do that and like you know it's one of those things that i don't know it's just like i i found i found something i wanted to try yeah and i'm not bad at giving up on things that i know i can do well and like you know if i have nothing else to do mm-hmm. my you know so that's where that came from and maybe maybe i enjoy doing that and i see it i don't see it as a stopping point i go for something larger or something do a stadium. I want to do a show at Madison Square Garden. That'd be cool. I feel like that's like, if I do something like that realm, it has to be in that realm of production and like producing that scale. Yeah. That would be like okay, I've I've done a good amount. Dude, I was um I helped produce um, yeah, I'm really trying to get into like live event production. Mm-hmm. Cause man, it's a rush. It's such a rush because, cause um, yeah, like photo shoot production is about doing something right the first time. Mm-hmm. Live event production, like big, like large scale, is or like broadcast event. That's what I mean. Like, uh, um, is about doing something right the first time. Mm-hmm. The exact moment needs to be done, and so it's like this. What do you mean by exact moment? 
like, like broadcasting or like broadcasting so like you know like i would you know i worked with the producer i the two executive producers and like there were a couple of directors or a few like stages for this conference there was like i don't know like five thousand people yeah at this conference it was like a three four day thing and i was cooped up for like two weeks in the mccormick like center yeah just like helping them with the planning making sure everything is like you know and i would run around the whole time you know trying to making sure people are in the right place and, and what, kind of what was your title in the situation how did you kind of influence so i was technically like a production associate which mm-hmm. i guess is like the difference between you was know, this freelance someone hired you out or this is like yeah someone was like yo do you know anybody like any good pas and that's yeah. what it was at the time and you know it was I I was actually referred by a makeup artist. Yeah. Kasha. Shout out to Kasha. Who, like, referred to me because she had a good experience with me. Yeah, I get you. And so I got on this thing, and I was working with these people that produce, like, you know, um, E3 and, like, Super Bowls and, Mm -hmm. like... um, That level of National, like, like, you know, Democratic conventions and stuff. Oh, shit, AEG. Like, um, I was one of the dudes produced... uh, the inauguration like all this yeah yeah they had some fun stories about the trumpies um (laughs) crazy they are imagine Um, putting that together but it was like it was like this huge large-scale thing and it was like you know it was cool and it was a rush and it was like Mm -hmm. you know i could see doing this because like you know at least you know it just i don't know it's right there that time yeah 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 it's like the biggest thing is like i love working new year's because you have to like not fuck up the New Year's drop, yeah. Because like if you like a second off or whatever, it's just like anticlimactic, and people pay you big money to do that yeah. right there at the right time. It's interesting that the conference there's a lot of like avenues in that, yeah. And it's like producing there's so much, man. Well, then if like I know sound, imagine how much how many different avenues of revenue can get from just knowing sound, yeah. In like conferences to podcasting to doing live shows. That is, and how do you like to sell that knowledge more so than the actual time? Yeah. Or is it, it's like the equation value and time and how, how you put your pricing together? Well, you know, there's, I kind of learned, like, you know, I was talking to somebody and, you know, there's people that sell and people that do. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like, I think I'm just getting bored of doing. And so I, I get like, I get excited about like selling it and like, you know, not like something skeevy, like, you know, mm-hmm. selling something you don't need. But like, I, I like getting the project. Like, that's the fun part. It's, like, seeing opportunities, creating something out of that. Yeah. And yeah. handing it over to a team that can do it really well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the part that really gets me excited because I think that's the only way I'll not get bored is if my job is to just make new things all the time. Yeah. You know, because if, if I have to keep, you know, making business cards, I'm going to kill myself and everyone <laughs> around me. <laughs> that's, that's, that's your easy way to name. We were talking about this, like, earlier. It's, like, do that one thing well and, like, that one little thing... What was it with the um, the new client that came up? Just that one person and see what it flourishes and get that value across the board. And for you, that might have been starting with business cards. And now it's like, let me provide this like server like situation for you. Yeah. It's growing like that. That's really cool. See it grow. Yeah, man. How are you feeling, Drew? I'm good, man. Yeah? I'm like thinking about this experience that we're about to have tonight. What's going on tonight? We're going to this fucking crazy ass breath work and like sound healing experience it's called thrive shout out sam botner and dustin i'm sorry for your last name dustin but sam produced an album or a single 
when my metal band decided to cover Harder Than Pain by Waka Flocka Flame. Shout out Waka Flocka. <laughs> and so now Sam has now dropped LSD, found psychedelics, and is into sound healing. So. Oh shit, okay. Yeah. So what's it going to be, headphones? Or is it going to be like... Like live, live music. Like live, like there's a didgeridoo. There's like the like, drums, the conga, like... Yeah, the drums, but like also like... Where is some it? chimes. This is a triangle in there, a cowbell, I don't know. Tonight. Yoga View? Yeah, that's the studio. What is it, paid thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's cra- they're making a killing. It's, How it's, much? Uh, it's like a five, forty-five a ticket. Oof. But it's like, that's yeah, all the experience, though. Exactly. I was thinking about that, a too. Killing. But it's the experience. Yeah. Like, what, what are you trying to get? What do you think you're going to get out of this experience? That is just, just more than ab- like absorbing the music that they played. I mean, that makes it worth that feeling price. Feeling good, dude. That's it. You think it's gonna make you feel good? I know it's gonna make me feel good. This is my first time. I have no idea what. Wait, to is expect. that the guy you were telling me about? No. Who? No. Who was I telling you about? Who does yoga? No, I think I'm. I'm telling. I think I was talking about someone else. Okay. So what is it? I think I was talking about Sequoia last time. Yeah, I was saying Sequoia. What is it? What is it though? Like, what's the event? So, from my interpretation, what he's describing me of, it is a. This is his first like spiritual event. So yours? Yeah. yeah. So So basically, it's like. You watch Game of Thrones? Watch Game of Thrones? No, no. But it's (laughs) similar. Like it's more like a. (laughs) Yeah, Game of Thrones. Go ahead. Go ahead. Gathering of like-minded people to kind of I don't know find them try and find or try. Try and focus more on themselves. Is with you dance the, and that kind of thing? I don't know. Is there, I, don't think, I don't think dance more Have like... Have you been before? Mental, no, mental I, balancing. I, I've been to something like it. I think it's going to be like an hour, hour and a half of breath work and meditating and then like getting up and like moving. And so like it's like, it's like group like, meditation kind of thing? Yeah. I think so. How many people? The room looked like it was like 50. Whoa. Wow. So it's like... It's very intimate. And like you have to bring a yoga mat and everything and a pillow and like. So it's like yoga. Yeah, but it's like a concert. Like it's, it's like a live, like sound healing experience. So yeah, it's like a yoga concert. Weirdly enough. That's cool. Okay, I fuck with it. Yeah. How much is a yoga session? Probably How much is a yoga session? Right? I've never paid for a yoga session. I've never paid for. I've only. I've never, never gone to a yoga session to be honest. If I'm being completely honest. Yoga's the best. Do you do yoga? So I, I do when I can afford it. I feel that. Or I can find it Groupon for a free one. So what's the thing? What do you usually do to like? Do you go to the gym often? To kind of like stay active, or is it yours running around doing shit that like that's <laughs> that is what it is? Yeah, I'm I'm totally I'm completely surfing off my metabolism at this point. <laughs> because <laughs> I that's have riding. I have no time to do anything other than work. Like yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. How do you fucking make time at three o'clock on a Friday? Um, it was three when we met. But well, so that five. Oh my god, it's five. Yeah, so I really don't. Um, I just like. How do you manage what's worth your time then? Um, I decide it when I'm doing it. Yes, preach that shit. Love it's that. It's like. Are you You decide when you're doing it. Yeah, it's like, I'm not stressed about time right now because, I had things to do. Yeah. That, like, need to be done. Yeah. But also, like, I need to be a person that enjoys their life to get do those things well. Yep, 100%. So it's kind of like... balance. Yeah, that's why I started taking weekends. Yeah. You know, I didn't... Ha- for, a, I mean, I guess about a year, I didn't have a weekend. 
Yeah. It was like I would work straight through the week all the time. I work in, you know, eight, nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know, might wake up at 10, but, you know, like I would just work all the time because, you know, I came out of an hourly paid job. Mm-hmm. And man, what a fucking w- terrible way to like work. It's just like, you know, like, like hourly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Explain it's, that. What do you mean? it's so corrupted. It's so it's so fucked up because think about it. OK, so if I build hourly. Yeah. Um, you'd want to figure out how to spend less money. Yes. So you want me to spend less time on it. Yes. Which but means that, you're not doing it as well. Exactly. It's, you know, it, it's so, it's so fucked up ah. because it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, you know, if, if, if I'm going to give you an hourly estimate, yeah. you know, if I say it's going to take me three hours yeah. and this is how long you're going to try to free out, you know, can you lower your rate? And it's like, not really. It's like, okay, so can you work less time on it? It's like, okay, you want to be less bad. And then you start thinking. Oh, I see what you're saying but then there. You, then you think about, you know, you know, especially if you're getting paid, you know, I was working at Trunk Club. Yeah. Um, what's the opposite of shout out to? Fuck Trunk Club. Um, and it was just like this, this, I would think of my time every hour. It's like, I need to eat, like, I, okay, I just made, I just made, three avocados worth of money mm-hmm. you know like yeah. i just made enough to eat tonight you know i you know okay i need to work you know uh, this I day see. is a, a third of my rent that yeah. kind of thing or that and so it's just like i started thinking of myself as just like a straight commodity and it's like i'm only worth like the time i can contribute to something so i yeah. would just as soon as you know after i got off of that system and went to my own system yeah I would just work all the time because in my mind that's how i make money is i spend the most time possible yeah you know, I don't have to, you know, I don't have a schedule anymore, so mm-hmm. now I can, I can make as much money as I want to. Yeah. I just, it just determined off my time. But yeah. then I realized, you know, oh. then, I, then I don't get to be a person. I then I'm just a switch. machine. You know what I mean? Then it's just and like. Then you, but there's a cap, too, if you're a machine. You know what I mean? You're like, you can only make so much money because you only have so much time. Yeah. But it's like, if you're mentally a better person, then you can use your time better. better. Yeah. And like then like be a better person and keep growing keep growing keep mm-hmm. growing and mm-hmm. then like steadily like increase what you're like charging or what yeah. you're doing yeah so, how did yeah. you learn how to do all this shit like where is this you always been this curious just to find new ways well i so in high school you know i'm like a I, you're a serial doer I like kinda, you just yeah, do it i kind of live on the internet at times too yeah where it's like you know youtube's my crack if you're that, uh, YouTube just University, like, shout out. Learn it's the way everything. to do anything. It's the way to do, and so I just learned how to. I just realized, like, you know, there are these, you know, little things. Like, I learned how to, like, you know, torrent programs, mm-hmm. and then that opened in high school. That was my go-to. That starting. O- I mean, that opened the floodgates. It's like, oh, I know how to. I know how to figure out how to do one thing that can help me figure out how to do other things, and then from there, it's just like, oh, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm, as long as you, as long as you want to do it's it, just like true. I could figure out a way that helps me figure out a way that helps me figure out a way to figure out how to do it. It's all systems. It's just like, it. yeah, it's just like I think you know, there's a certain level of like blind confidence that comes with like you know privilege too. Like I haven't been homeless. If I was, you know, I had a friend who was working at Trunk Club with me, and yeah, you know, like I I went off and did my own thing, and she was like, I've just been homeless too many times to to be like that confident. I guess, and you. it's like. Damn, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's like, it's like shit. Yeah, like I, I see the world as stark with opportunity, mm-hmm. whereas you know someone else might see it stark with danger. Mm-hmm. And so like you know, 
I, I think it comes as a privilege in my worldview too. But like, you know, I just have confidence that I can figure it out. And if, you know, I have, I also have like, you know, like right now I've built a bunch of contracts that are like monthly reoccurring. Yeah. And all my expenses are covered month to month. And how's your servicing of time been more efficient doing that? Um, that's, uh, I don't know, honestly. Okay. It's just like, I, I get better at things. I set better expectations. Yeah. Um, that's honestly it's all time management like people ask me like oh what's freelancing like and it's like it's, it's self-discovery and time management and that's like really mm. that's really it episode one in the books thank you for listening everyone really really appreciate it please rate comment subscribe all that fun stuff to really help us get out there continue this podcast we will have a next podcast next week but in the meantime please send us your thoughts what you liked about it what you didn't like always trying to make this a better experience for our listeners until next time thank you